Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Where it becomes dangerous, the whole fake it till you make it is when you never make it. First of all, <laughs> some of y'all never make it. Some of y'all ain't never made it. How do you actually discover who you want to be? Are people there truly for you? Or are they here for the idea of you? Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about fake friends, Mm. fake people and actually embracing and living authentically. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm excited. There we go. You know, we're always here to bring you good wholesome wholesome edifying edifying conversation (laughs) (laughs) conversation so without further ado sisters you already know first of all i just want you to know it's my birthday in two days like three days okay may the fourth happy let's hijack this happy national courtney month happy may it's not even may we don't even call it may (laughs) Happy National Celebration of Courtney Month. I need all of you guys to show my good sis Courtney some loving. I need you guys to flood her posts. I need you to be in her DMs, her inbox. Just show her some love because she is hitting the big one. The big 25. Two, five in the building. That's me. Can we get a reload it? Reload it, reload it. I just want to thank God for life. So May the 4th my day national holiday just wanted to put that out there no other announcements no apart other. from yeah there's nothing else important in fact one, end the podcast here three. actually that's <laughs> that's the entire keep going great that's it um so yeah but before we, <laughs> before we get into today's conversation of course we have to help a sister out and so it's a ding 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 dilemma let's get into it I'm 25 and live in Los Angeles and have loved listening to your podcast. Shout out to LA, one of our favorite cities. I was about to say, we have to go there very soon ASAP. What a great trip we had back in 2019. We can't wait to be back with you. It's become one of my favorites. I've been struggling with this issue and decided to write to you girls for help. My guy friend, who's in his late 30s, has Mm. been my friend for almost five years. He's more like a brother to me and has helped me out a lot while living in LA Mm -hmm. on my own. He's one of the most respectful men I've ever met and I often use him as an example of a great guy. He's been dating his girlfriend for about two years and I've grown extremely close to her as well. She's a few years younger than me and into fashion like I am so she's become like a little sister to me too. I've always loved hanging out with them until recently. Uh I've begun to notice some abusive behavior from my guy friend this year. He'll talk down to her, restrict what she wears and I've noticed she's lost a bit of weight. 
She's vented to me and said that she has to listen to him because he's older mm. and has been in relationships longer than her. But I told her that's not right. If she ever feels uncomfortable, she doesn't have to do anything. And I suggested that they should maybe take a break. I want to have a conversation about my guy friend's behavior with him, but I don't know how. I don't want him to get mad at her for telling me intimate details of their relationship. Mm. I also don't know if it's my place to speak up on their relationship. Mm. Should I just continue encouraging her to step away and remind her of her worth because she's treated me better as a friend than he does as her boyfriend mm. or should i just let these two adults have a toxic relationship and i take a step back from hanging out with them until it's resolved i'm super confused and really hate to see my guy friend acting like the men he's told me to walk away from mm. dot 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 that is a sticky one i mean that especially is... in the spirit of last week's conversation yeah. where we were talking about toxic relationships yeah, and struggle yeah, yeah, love yeah. and encouraging women to kind of talk up about their friends yeah. this Some, is like right this is the, the scenario there yeah, you yeah, go yeah. oh wow what a scenario i know right oh okay there's many layers to this let's yeah. unpack this a little okay. bit i think first of all we need to judge the intimacy in the levels of the relationships that you have with each party okay so you know the first person that she mentioned was the guy so i'm assuming you know from what she said so far you know good friends um and i'm not too sure what you premise your friendships off of but personally like things that I value are transparency and being able to call my friends out. And even when I think of like, it's a different dynamic, but when I think of some of my close male friends, we definitely have a dynamic of we'll call each other out on BS. Right. And I don't know the extent to which you've built up that culture or the extent to which you're intimate with this person. It sounds like you are because you've been friends for quite a while and you know, he feels comfortable enough to tell you to like not be dating certain men and right. ETC. So there's some kind of level of intimacy, intimacy that you both share. Um, so I don't think it would be wayward or untoward for you to engage with him about, you know, relationships in general and this particular relationship. Um, I think what makes this difficult is there is a certain power dynamic that's at play right yeah. here between you know your guy friend and his girlfriend i won't lie there was definitely a ding 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 when you mentioned that you know your his girlfriend is considerably younger than him and younger than even you and you're 25 so if he's in his late 30s i'm thinking sis is probably like what 22 23 might even be younger to me it's hard it really is difficult especially when someone is close to you but it can be a little bit manipulative, a little bit predatory. We're dipping into the place of kind of predatory behavior right. insofar as I know that folks like to say age has no number, but off the back of what we were discussing in um, our last episode, we need to actually be cognizant of the fact that some people are at different life stages yeah. as a result of their age and experience. Issue. It's a maturity issue, right? And I think that in the spirit of him being comfortable enough to, you know, talk to you about men and like the male partners you should avoid and ETC, I don't think that it would be untoward for you to actually just sit him down and be like, look, I want to have a conversation with you about like, you know, your relationship and ETC. And you can tell him, 
to let you know when it feels like you're crossing the boundary or like crossing the mark and commenting and stuff. And that can also allow you to gauge the level of closeness that you actually have with this guy. Mm. But go, I think going with good faith and say, look, yo, I love you and I care about you as my friend, but there's certain behaviors that I have witnessed. So I would rather place the emphasis on what you have personally yeah. witnessed and what but you have what seen you. as opposed to what she has told you. Yeah. Because again, like this is not to say that sis is like wrong or anything like that. She's actually very much entitled to her emotions and her experiences. However, you cannot be a, like, that's for her to engage with with him as opposed to for you to be the mediator between them and their relationship. You can only mediate to a certain extent because it is actually sister's responsibility to actually stand up and be like, yo, as my boyfriend, as my partner, I would prefer for you to, you know, ETC. And you can support her in that, but you can't do it for her because that's when you start to toe the line of you're actually putting your foot inside somebody else's relationship. So I think have the conversation with him for sure and say, these are the things that I've noticed. These are the behaviors. And I just want to like get a sense and understanding you know, of your behavior and like even talk to him openly. Thinking about some of my friends, my guy friends, if one of my guy friends was to date someone considerably younger than him Mm. off the bat, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Like, why? Like, I need to understand why you think this is appropriate. Why you think this is the person for you? Like, how did we get here? Um, So I think it's really important that you actually flag him up on it and pull him up on it because it's not just even about his current girlfriend, but like in terms of as a man and behavior, like, is this predatory? Like, is this um, rather a signal of him being potentially predatory if you step back, like what's his dating history? Like, like you've said a lot about like him being an example, but it's like in terms of his practical dating history and the things that he's been through, like what's that saying? So it might be as a friend and the fact that you've even noticed the age difference between the both of you, yo, you need to pull him up on certain things. I'm sorry, we can't have like predatory men. I don't want to label your friend because I'm sure, as you said, he's got some great traits, but if that part of him is problematic, you need to pull him up on it ASAP, Mm. especially if the repercussions is he is now feeling a bit more validated in his engagement with his current girlfriend and that's predatory and that's manipulative. Mm. So I would say, have the conversation with him, pull him up on it, gauge your intimacy levels. And then separately, your relationship with the girlfriend. So you're talking about you being a big sister to her and ETC. You have got to like kind of separate your relationship. Well, see them as two distinct things, right? Your relationship with your guy friend and then your relationship with who is ostensibly now your girlfriend. In that situation, like me thinking about like my younger sisters, for example, or their friends, if they came to me and told me this is the behavior that they've been experiencing from a particular man or like they're dating someone that's considerably older, personally, I, because I am personally protective, I would say, yo, sis, you really need to think about if you want to step back from that relationship or, you know, if you found that there's any kind of element of manipulation, ETC, Because in good faith, outside of the relationship that I have with my guy friend, it's more of a, I need to protect this person as a woman and as a human Mm. that would supersede my relationship with that man Mm. in that instance. Um, So it's a difficult line to toe, but I think it's, it's about being aware of the different boundaries, but also ensuring that 
you protect your integrity and you protect parties, particularly if there's vulnerable parties at stake. Yeah. And I think the vulnerable party right now is the little sis. A hundred percent. I love everything that you just said. And I think it's completely spot on. I think it is your responsibility or not necessarily responsibility, but your duty as a person who is already concerned to at least flag up to the person you have proximity with, which in this case is both of them. Mm your concerns um and of course you can talk to the girlfriend about okay according to what you've told me but also according to what i've seen and i i love that you pointed that out with talking to your guy friend which i actually 100 percent believe that you should do you should predicate it on this is what i have seen so mm. it's not what she's told me it's not you know her coming to me and venting so don't be mad at her um this is what i have seen of you and i mm. think that it's out of character when i think about the sort of friend that you are to me, I'm not seeing that reflected in the way that you treat your girlfriend. And I just want to see you be your best self. So I want to understand what's going on there. And I also want you to know that this is what it looks like to me. Um, and I'm concerned. I think if you are his friend and he respects your voice, then he should listen. If he doesn't, I think it also tells you a lot about what either he's trying to conceal or maybe he'll give you another angle of what's actually happening in the relationship but I think you were seeing major red flags in terms of if you're seeing changes in her behavior the way mm. that she is appearing um the way that she is reacting and of course her testament of what's what's happening I think it is your duty to do something about that especially if you think even that someone's in a dangerous situation um I think people can be different depending on the situation that they're in. Mm. So your friend might actually be a good friend. However, I think in different levels of relationships, different levels of intimacy, um, different power dynamics, like Renee mentioned, we manifest different parts of ourselves mm. and he may actually be a great guy. He just might not be a great boyfriend. Mm. And as much as you may be thinking, but he's told me not to be with other guys. Unfortunately, we live in a time where it's easier to, to identify toxicity in someone else than it is to recognize it in yourself, especially if you haven't, until you be, you are in a certain situation, mm. you don't know how you will act. And so he can stand on the outside and say, you shouldn't take that from him, but be doing the exact same thing to the people that are in relationships with him. And so I don't think him being a great guy should be used to excuse his behavior mm. because this is actually what he is doing, right? Mm. You're mm. not his girlfriend. You don't have that level of intimacy with him. It's like when people are like, oh, he's such a great guy. Why does his girlfriend treat him like that? Well, you don't see the full picture. You don't see what he's like behind closed doors. And so if she's telling you this is what it's like behind closed doors and you're seeing you know, little telltale signs of that outside, you should believe her, right? And you should believe what you are seeing with your own eyes. And so I think that's worth having a conversation of, I want to pull you up on these character flaws. I want to pull you up on these transgressions, which I've identified as your friend. Um, and it's important to have those conversations with people like that. Mm. Um, and, and just being honest about it, whether they want to receive it is one thing, but I do think it is your duty to have that kind of conversation. Um, I would also say, if you know any of his other friends, particularly if he has guy friends mm. or a mentor or someone, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would definitely say reach out because they may, he may, especially if you're younger than him, you're close with his girlfriend, you're also a woman, mm. right? He may not listen to you. 
I and I don't want to I don't want to say that in the sense that like men can't listen to women because I I believe a lot of men do as you described with your male friends as I've experienced with my own male friends and brothers and stuff however I do think if he is in a stage where he's surrounding himself with very young women he could be doing it especially like what the girlfriend said he's older than me I have to listen to what he says he's probably fostered that culture of I'm older I'm a guy I know what I'm talking about Mm. just listen to me and so he may not listen to your approach however if he has peers that he regards I think it may be worth pulling in somebody who has sense to be like this is how (laughs) your boy is Uh acting or this is how you know anyone in authority in his life sometimes men like this really have accountability Mm. however anyone who is an authority figure in his life I would say it's worth reaching out and just being like I've identified these patterns I am going to have my own conversation with him but I just wanted you to be aware as someone he respects would you be able to just pay attention to this you don't even have to say anything some people may see that as overstepping however if this girl is in a dangerous situation it can be yeah, you can see it as, well, I should just encourage her to leave, but you don't know how hard it would be for her to leave right mm. now. You don't know what dangers it would it would put her in um, and how worse this relationship could get or how deep these, these toxic tendencies or behaviors can actually go. And so I think it may be worth just flagging it to somebody else and just being like, hey, this is what I've seen with my own eyes. This is also what I'm hearing. Can you just check your boy or can you just keep an eye on him or something as somebody mm. he respects? So I think it is worth thinking about whether if you do go and say something whether he will do anything about it yeah yeah because sometimes you can be like have the honest conversation they don't have to take it yeah they don't have to listen that's the thing they really don't but at the end of the day there is still somebody in danger and i think that's worth Mm. holding to the highest uh of importance in this situation that this girl could be in a very dangerous situation and unfortunately it is your friend but someone needs to pull him up on it um and still encourage her when you can because you do have access to her to just be like babes i know he's my friend but it's giving toxic yeah so yeah yeah you know you deserve better you're young go and date someone your own age no. don't date do find someone better you can date someone older but i'm telling you baby it doesn't have to be like this yeah. you know um i think give it, giving her that wisdom as well somebody who she may respect and like is important too that's what i'd say but sis is complex but you do have the the, the duty to speak up yeah for especially sure. if you can type out that dilemma you can you can yep. talk to your friends yeah 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 uh so yeah we hope that this advice was good of course drop all of your wisdom sisters in the comments and of course on the ig where you can talk about these dilemmas as well but let's get into the conversation about let's go fakeness let's get oh, it fake 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 so let's get it. on the back of talking about toxic friendships mm. toxic female friendships mm. which we did two weeks ago when the lady was on tiktok talking about i need more baddie friends yeah yeah um i really wanted to have a conversation about faking it till you make it because i saw um you know some of the comments and everyone was loving the conversation thank you so much for the love but i think it's important to also talk about the difference between faking it till you make it or being what you eventually want to be and mm. presenting that and surrounding yourself with that and then being fake right not actually being your true authentic self because i think there is a fine line and we need to identify it okay yeah, yeah. so do you think the fake it till you make it rhetoric is helpful Ooh. yes and no okay it depends classic i think when we employ the fake it till you make it as a means of improving our confidence levels and self-esteem 
then it can be helpful because it acknowledges the fact that you may not be where you want to be or who you want to be right now, right. but you're consciously making efforts to become that person. Yeah. So when we're thinking about like, you know, when we use um, fake it till you, till you make it in that context, we're thinking about like, particularly for women, when we want to take up leadership positions or like when we want to pursue things that we think are out of our league, mm. it's not necessarily that you don't deserve these things or that you're actively trying to um, deceive anyone or deceive yourself. It's more so uh, allowing yourself to recognize that you actually have the capacity to have these relationships yeah. or you have the capacity to take up these positions and take up these spaces. Yeah. So I think it's helpful as a recognition um mechanism yeah where it becomes dangerous the whole fake it till you make it is when you never make it first of all <laughs> some of y'all never make it some of y'all ain't never made it you're still ain't you're still yeah, ain't yeah, yeah and when the intentions are insidious like when mm. the intentions are off because there's a lot of people that are faking it for the wrong reasons yes and there are a lot of people that are putting other people in danger as a result of faking it. Okay. And that's like, when we're thinking about relationships, I think that relationships are the most dangerous playground to fake things. And I think many of us are, when we think of like fakery and stuff like that, we often run to like romantic relationships and the way that we present and stuff like that. But I think in friendship, yeah. and it's so unfortunate because I think women tend to have a lot more of a reputation of fake being friendships, fake. Yeah. of being fake. Um, and I think it also speaks to, the social pressures being on like aesthetics and presenting as a certain way, especially for women, yeah. the whole fake it till you make it rhetoric becomes really dangerous because it creates the impression that you cannot have fulfilling relationships, which are based off of you being yourself. Right. You always have to be something or someone else in order to have fulfilling relationships, fulfilling friendships, to have people around you, to be popular. You always have to ascribe to a very specific meaning of what it means to be a woman or a friend or a sister mm. in order to, be perceived as one but not be one mm. so there's a lot of people that will be that's why like when i see people that will be like oh hey sis love you sis and i'm just thinking some of you guys are fake mm. and some of you guys want to present as somebody that is a sister without mm. actually being one mm -mm -mm. it goes back to what we were saying in um the last episode on like toxicity around like this whole idea of function versus title. Right. A lot of us are not really understanding the mechanics and the depths of the function of being a sister or mm. being a friend. And we're hearkening to the title, the aesthetics, the popularity, which means that there's no depth. Like yeah. to me, fake it till you make it means suggest there's no depth. Yeah. Cause like when we think of like, um, no, not just no depth, but also no functionality. Because right. when we think of things that are fake, we often think of like flimsiness. Yeah. We often think of breakable easily. We often think of, oh man, in certain lighting, I can see that this isn't real. Right. And that's the same with a lot of our relationships and why the fake it till you make it rhetoric is dangerous. Mm. In certain circumstances, when the time of testing comes, yeah. this thing is going to catch that's fire. Good. When you fake it till you make it, the quality control goes out of the window. Right. They are like, when people are fake, it suggests low quality. Right. And there are so many low quality friendships that I have seen because people are so predisposed to like focus on looking like a friend yeah. as opposed to being one yeah so yeah that's where that's i think good. the fake it till you make it i've really mattered on for no that you haven't that but was really good it's the focus on i want to present as something as opposed to focusing on becoming something yeah and i think that's my issue with it as well i think fake it till you make it it gets you in the door but it doesn't keep you there and that's the that's the bit where people fail right when you don't like you said 
you're faking it till you make it, but you haven't made it. <laughs> when you don't end up making it, it's like, what's going to keep you here? You know, I think mm. sometimes in friendships, we can see the idea of like, let's take that and um, all my friends, I want all my friends to be baddies kind of example. You can look the part and you can kind of coax yourself into, okay, this is what it would look like to get into this clique or this is what I need to be to make, you know, that network and mm. attract these kinds of people into mm. my life. But, you know, that kind of lifestyle or that appearance comes with the lifestyle. Yeah, And if right. you can't, and you, if you, it's not even if you can't, if you don't want to um, upkeep that, there's nothing really keeping you in those relationships or keeping you in that place. And I think the emphasis needs to be on want because I think fake it till you make it really is about becoming what other people appear like they want but the question is is that what you want mm. right do you actually want to be this person do you want to be the person who because I think fakeness creeps in at in different levels right yep, yeah. I think there's being fake as in being like the malicious person the person mm. who's two-faced talks behind your back isn't really your friend but might not we're not talking about that kind of insidious fake fake friend just yet but it's more so are you living authentically to who you actually want to be or are you just living according to other people's expectations of what you think they will accept or what mm. they are saying that they want but you don't actually want it and I think when there's right. a there's a disconnection between those two you end up living for everyone else and then you start you you realize to yourself that I am fake like mm. I am fake I'm not living according to what I actually want to be. And I think that's actually the worst place you can be in as a person. And that's when relationships really start to change you. When you realize I'm living for everybody else and I'm not living for me. There are desires that I have that I'm not even pursuing because mm -hmm. I'm here trying to fulfill someone else's desires. And sometimes we can see that in female friendships a lot when it's like, my friends have to do this and my friends have to be that and we have to go here and we have to, you know, make this much money or we have to look like this or we have to travel here. And it's like, there's so much to keep up with, but is that actually what you want? Mm. Do, do you want to go to Cancun? Do you want to go to Ibiza? Do, do you actually like Marvel films? Like, do you, what, what do you, who are you? And as women, I think, unfortunately, we've had so much in life telling us who we should be yep. that, and I, that's why I really want us to have this conversation. How do you actually discover who you want to be mm. as a woman? Wow, we're really going there today, aren't we? Because why not? Who do you want to be as a woman? The first thing <laughs> that I would say is when the TMS book comes out, you should buy it. Ew, um, ew. And I'm not doing this just to plug. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> let me move my bank um and i'm not saying this to plug the book although plug we are plugging the book like, oh when it does every come episode out every day do you know what i'm saying but this is actually something we deal with insofar as it's not just about creating relationships the bedrock of a re any relationship that you have is your relationship with, with yourself, yourself and who you actually want to be and we deal with things like you know creating your own personal values your own um belief system yeah. and all of that kind of stuff I think that before you get into the majority of your relationships, or if you're looking to progress your relationships, you must do some very serious soul searching outside of um, the people that you relate to. I know that relationships form a big part of our identities yeah. and a big part of who we are. Yeah. However, the reality of life is people come and go. Ooh, the reality of life is people come and go. We need to delve into People that. come and go. This is going to sound so bleak. People come and go and you will die. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm let's just get it out of the way right now. You will die. I've been telling you, some of us need to become more comfortable accepting the fact we ain't here forever. We're not gonna be here you forever. You cannot waste my time. And people are going to come and go. Yeah. I hearken back to, you know, when I was in secondary school, primary school, and I used to care so much about what a lot of people thought about me and said about me, because in my mind, these people will exist forever and these experiences will exist forever and I will be stuck here forever. And that's just not true. Listen, one thing that encourages me so much is knowing I have not met all the people that will love me yet. Precisely. I have not met every person that I will love yet. This isn't everything. It's so freeing. It's so, so freeing. But the one constant in everything is you. That is the one constant. That is you. So if you don't get right with yourself, the only thing that is certain in this entire human experience, you, yourself, I, Mm -hmm. Your self-esteem and your sense of self will come and go like the rising tides, Mm. just like how people enter and exit stage left of your life. Even some of the closest friendships that you may have may end somewhere. And as you said, there are some people who are ding, 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 incoming, and they can't be incoming to a train wreck. Because Ooh. you look, some of us yeah. are even self-sabotaging the future relationships that yeah. we could have because we haven't focused on building the relationship that we have with ourselves That's now. That's so good. So even with those people that are coming into your life in the future, how do you set yourself up in a way that you'll be able to sustain those relationships over time? That's really good. You start with yourself. Yeah. So you need to do some serious soul searching. And I know we say things like journal and go for walks and stuff like that. I was having a conversation with a friend earlier on around you cannot force someone to do the work. Yeah. You can give them the tools to do the work, but yeah. you can't actually say like, yo. So when people are like, what's the secret? There is no secret. Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah. It's just, are you committed to doing it? You actually have to be committed to doing it. And I, so ooh. this is just your reminder. This answer is your reminder. You need to do the work. That's you actually it. have to get That's up it. and do it. Like oh dear. sit with the discomfort of knowing there are parts <laughs> of yourself that you need to pull up. Yeah. There's parts of the relationships you already con- like have and entertain that you need to pull up and flag yeah. and change and progress so that you can put yourself in the best possible position to maintain and sustain healthy, authentic relationships. That authenticity starts with you and deciding every single day these are my values. These yeah. are my belief systems. And not just des- like there's one, it's one thing to decide what your belief system is. It's another thing to enact it. Yo guys, honestly, like read the book. Read the book. <laughs> it comes out. It's another thing. <laughs> it's another thing to enact it and actually put it in motion and mm. put it to work. Like obviously us being Christians, there's the whole idea of faith, but faith being put to work. Yeah. For things to manifest and think like, look, this whole manifestation thing is nice, it's cute. Like we've talked about it many times. You know, times. that was actually the other episode that I was going to talk about. Literally, really? when I was planning today's episode, yeah. I was like, oh, what should we talk about? Like manifestation. Oh, no. Let's talk about fake friends. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought it up. We'll come, don't worry, Clearly we'll come to that one. In the air. <laughs> great minds think alike is what the, the popular yeah. thing says. But we cannot manifest good healthy relationships yeah. and good senses of self if we don't enact mm. manifestation needs enactment for it to work mm. so 
in terms of like how do we girl like i'm so passionate about fakery because i hate it so much i hate it yeah we're just so predisposed to like consume fakery right now and believe it to be real Mm. like there's a there's a t on wayne song right now that's called (laughs) who's true is great girl don't fade anyways go listen to it um (laughs) has absolutely nothing to do with like well it does insofar as it's called who's true Mm. and in the song, mm. Tion takes us through the journey. I believe of- the songwriter says, yeah, take us. <laughs> take us through. What did the poet say? Not me talking, dissecting a <laughs> Tion Wayne song on the TMS podcast. Um, yeah, he's my toxic... Uh, Love interest. Yeah, very toxic, guys. As you can see, I also need help and support <laughs> during this time. But... In the in the story, yeah. Tion takes us through the journey of mm. trying to ascertain who is true mm. and who is not, and who is not. Mm. But consider, sisters, mm. how will we be able to understand who's true mm-hmm. if we have not been true to ourselves? Mm. The question of who's true should not be asked to the other people if you have not asked yourself: Are you true? My good God, I know. So I think, um, <laughs> being serious, we do need to come. We need to start with ourselves. Yeah. In order for us to, and I think that part of the problem with like the fakery question is many of us are too proud, too prideful and too proud to ask ourselves the question of, have we also been fake? Mm. Where are the areas where you have been fake in relationships? Where are the areas where you have been fake to yourself and yeah. tried to convince yourself that you like X when actually you hate it? Yeah. Where have the times, where have been the times where you have overstepped your own boundaries and done things that actually are antithetical to the values that you have articulated to yourself in the name of sustaining a relationship. And uh, this is the last thing I say, because I'd be, <laughs> be rambling. But something that I've actually been reading into recently is something called um, the sunk cost fallacy. Mm. And basically the premise is many of us are like investing in to, because we've actually invested into like really, really toxic things. Right. We continue with the thing because we believe that initial investment is too costly for us to abandon, mm. even though abandonment would actually be the better option. Right. So I would apply the sunk cost fallacy to some of the fake relationships that we have, right. or even the relationships that we've had with ourselves. Some of us are continuing to pursue with things and relationships, even though they are toxic and fake, mm-hmm. because we believe that we've put too much investment into them already. Yeah. And it's like, girl, the problem with... That is, you just continue to sink further and further and There's further into more the loss. quicksand. Yeah. When really, you should have jumped out a very long time yeah. ago. But yeah, those are my reflections. I've really been talking yeah. about Yeah, no, you haven't, things. you haven't. I think that's spot on. I think a lot of us fall into that. I just have to maintain the facade because we're in this far now. You know, we've, it's been a couple of years. We've come this far. Um, and it's sad. And I think it comes down to a, one of the main motivators why people stay unauthentic and untrue to themselves, which is a fear of rejection. Mm. And I think a lot of us have to grapple with that issue of fearing that if we do fully embrace and fully rest into being who we truly are, pursuing our true desires, um, actualizing our our dreams, our Mm. goals, our ethoses, our morals, all of that, whether we have to confront the fact that if I become who I truly am, are people going to leave me? And I think a lot more of us are scared of that than we would like to admit. 
we're more scared of the idea that if I truly become who I am, will people accept me? Mm. Will people want me? And will people think I am good enough? Or I uh, will I fit into the in crowd? And I, it's something that we deal with from childhood yeah. you know this is what i like but as soon as somebody shows that that's not cool why do you like that ew why are you eating that why do you watch that why are you like this why do you wear that and you're like suppress <laughs> we don't want that anymore it's so sad. because people don't want that from me and we live according to what people want from us and i think as women especially when you suffer from this idea of like, like I just described, wanting to fit in, wanting to be the ideal type, wanting to be picked, wanting to be loved, just wanting and wanting and wanting. Mm. It's easy to get rid of your, uh, what you actually want and what you desire because you supplement that feeling of true fulfillment with acceptance. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I might not be happy. However, I don't recognize that I'm not happy because I'm so giddy off of acceptance. I'm so giddy off of fitting in. I'm so giddy off of other people cheering me on, other people loving me, other people singing my praises, me getting to be present in everybody else's life. But I think one thing we need to start inspecting for ourselves is, are people there truly for you? Or are they here for the idea of you? Cause we can create all these brands and I'm a, I'm a brander girl. I do, that's my, that's how my brain works. <laughs> stories, branding. And I think a lot of us, we create these stories of ourselves and these stories of our lives that we want other people to believe. And then there's the true knowledge of what we know to be our story and who we actually are. And it's the same thing with brands. This is who I am to everybody else. This is the image that I project, but who I am really and truly is con- disconnected from that. So then the question becomes, have people bought into the image or have they bought into the person? and a lot of us are happy with people buying into the image i think as well in a social media generation in a generation which is all about networking and building these kind of surface level what can i get from you kind of relationships we want to set ourselves up to be the most valuable and that's what we present. I am of value. However, you could be broken inside. You could be hurt inside. You could want a completely different life to the one that you actually live. You might not. And I think it's more so you're waiting for your own desires to catch up with this image, right? Yeah. Maybe at some point I will want it. Maybe if I get enough mm. money, if I get an, if I get that promotion at this mm. job, then my desires will catch up because I'll have the happiness that I want. Yeah. But I think really and truly the the beauty of life is discovering who you uniquely are Mm. and living in this kind of cookie cutter world and this you know I think it's living in a world where mass production is a thing we get so used to the idea that everything can just be batch produced and everything is the same 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 and there will also be copies and replicas of that sameness Mm. however we need to start realizing that as people, as humans, as people with souls, with minds, with stories, with life experiences, we are all very much so unique. We are also handmade. We are bespoke. We are custom, you know, and that uniqueness needs to be embraced. And what that means is you won't look like the next person, but the question is, can the next person appreciate your beauty Mm. and vice versa? Mm. But because we want to create this more so porcelain idea of ourselves of I'm fine, I'm this, I'm as attractive as the next person. I look like the next person. If you accept them, you can accept me because I will mirror their image. Mm. That's not your job. Your job as, as as a woman in today's society is not to mirror anybody's image. It's to find 
who you're meant to be and realize that you're the work of art. I think a lot of us forget and this is more so just an encouragement for you during your week. Yep. We forget that we're not mirrors. We're not mirrors to this world that is being created. We are the art, right? Oof. We are the art. It's not, we're not reflecting everything like else. We are the art, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of us want to yeah. be mirrors. Yeah. And I'll reflect what has already been accepted and whatever whatever is the standard, whether it's the beauty standard, the the capitalistic standard, the cultural standard, whatever it is, I'll reflect the standard so I can be accepted when really and truly you already have an image on you. Mm. You already have a look Beautiful. on you. You already have who you are. You can't reflect, art can't reflect something else. It just is what it is. Mm. And so a lot of us are turning fake because we have that misunderstanding and this belief that we must be something which we actually cannot be. And it's not just, you know, defining yourself based on what other people are seeing, but it's also what am I doing? What are my natural inclinations? Actually looking inward, who am I, yeah. right? Yeah. What do I naturally gravitate to? What brings me joy? And getting attuned to these kind of emotions, because I think depending on the sort of life that you have lived um, and also the hustle and bustle of life, it's very hard to get um, attuned and connected to how you truly feel about something mm. and not just try to react the way everyone else expects you to react. So ah, uh, the mainstream, everyone loves this music and loves this song, but you don't feel any connection, Dusty. any sparkle. Okay. You don't like it, that's right? Okay. But if the if the grain is this is this is cool, this is lit, and it's like, well, I don't think it is, that whole in out in in group out group thinking kicks in and being needing to be accepted. So mm. you just try and convince yourself, well, I'm inspired by this music. So you're really not, you know. But if you get attuned with the fact that I don't feel any connection to this, but this is what sparks joy. Pursue that, yeah, right? Yeah. But the thing that keeps us away from pursuing that is our desire to be in with the group. The group ain't for you, babe. The group I'm, ain't let me, let me for keep, you. Let me keep it a book. That's <laughs> let me keep okay. it a book. The, the group is just an illusion. There is no um, huge solidarity. What there is, is people who have come to the realization that everyone is unique, some people bring me joy. Some people don't. I'm going to keep the people around me who bring me joy. And it's that's that simple. But we overcomplicate these things in the name of, because we've we've attached our validation and our self-esteem yep. to other people's acceptance of us and yep. whether people yep. think that we are worthy of their time and all of that. That's not how we're living around here, no. okay? We just, it's about, like you said, doing the internal work and doing that that getting self-aware enough to be like, this is who I am. And this is also who I want to be. And this is what I'm working towards. The people who come into my life, they have to decide whether they want to be with that rather than me changing to accommodate them. And I think that's why it's so beautiful to have that mentality of, I don't know all the people that I will know. I don't, lo I don't know all the people that will love me. And I don't know all the people that I will love. If you don't want this, okay. Back it up. Bye. That's actually fine. And it's not cutting bridges. It's not burning bridges or cutting ties. It's are our life paths meant to cross? Let's stop trying to and make And there's certain happen. levels of intimacy that we cannot reach. And that's actually okay. Like it actually doesn't have to be B for like, it doesn't have to be we're fighting or nothing like that. Um, it's actually, we might actually not be compatible because there's a fundamental ideological difference in that I'm happy to be individual and you are not. And that's And cool. even the, the corporate, I don't like you. I don't. 
No, I think not enough of us are like, not enough of us are comfortable. And it's like, a, I don't, it's not that I hate you. No. Or that I have ill feelings towards you. I am you. indifferent. It's just, yeah. I'm I apathetic. Am and that's okay. Being indifferent towards people is fine. Too many of us are like hating people unnecessarily. You don't have to be a hater. You can just be like, I'm not your target. And you also don't need to try and force situations to happen that make you hate someone more. When we first met, I just knew we didn't click. We think different. We we joke different. It's not even horrible things that you do or horrible things that I do. It's not even on a moral issue. It's about you find other things funny to what I find funny. You like this. I don't know. We're incompatible. We're incompatible. It's actually fine. We have no common ground, right? But in the name of networking and, well, you know, she's friends with that person and I know that person, all of that, or I want access to whatever she has access to, we try to force these situations and that's when you start to breed resentment, hurt, hate, dislike. And you start to get shocked as to why this person is not bending to your preconceived notion of what friendship and relationship should be it's because you were never compatible in the first place and that's place. another thing i'm gonna need us all to stop seeing people as blank slates if you meet somebody that person is not a blank slate whether it's romantic relationships friendship going on. they always do it's not even just about they have something going on they are a person that person has come through a childhood and experience they're coming from a family even their commute here has to meet you has shaped who they are as a person right this idea that when we meet somebody well i can't get over this i'll probably change that we can build on this we can build on that baby if you can't commit to me as i am right now is not the time to be giving me that kind of commitment or that kind of friendship now i may evolve as a person however go on the premise of this if this person never changes could i be their friend if this person never changes, could I be in a relationship with them? Could I be with them as they are? Because right. as they are is probably a telltale sign of who they will always be. Now, can that person change? Yes. Can everyone go on a drastic a journey of transformation? Yes. But has that person become aware that they need to do that? Yeah. Or do they feel like it's something they that need, they to, need do? to do? Because some people don't want to. And that's okay. Some people are happy being who they are. Yeah. As for better shocking, or for worse. For better or for worse. As shocking as it is, you may meet someone think, I would change everything. If I were y'all change everything about me. They're just thinking, no, Likewise, folks might even approach you and be like, I would change X, Y, Z. If I were you, I would do, no, thank you. Actually, no. I actually like who I am. I don't want to. As problematic as I may be, I like who I am, right? And you can't force that. I think there's a, there's a need to be... <sighs> As women, sometimes I feel like the way we are uh, coached to get into relationships is being fixers, being builders, being X, Y, Z. Actually, why don't I frame it as I'm coming into this relationship just to be a companion. And that means I get to just enjoy you as you are and you get to enjoy me. We can think about the logistics and the building and Mm. the growth and all of that. But actually, do I enjoy your presence? Do I enjoy your essence? Do I enjoy who you are as a person, as a friend, as a partner, whatever it may be, as a business partner, do I actually enjoy the person that you are? And if I don't, I don't want to welcome this, um, this level of, I don't want to welcome this unenjoyable situation into my life number one and number two i actually don't want to do the work to have to fix it either because it's not my job to have to fix you it's not my job to have to tailor you you are not a blank slate you are who you are and i'll go and find my person it might not be you 
that is fine. But oftentimes people frame it as, oh, that was mean. You're a, you know, you're just so unsociable. Nah, I just know who I want and I don't want to be in a bad fit. I don't need to make myself fit into something Mm. which doesn't fit. We need to date as friends, you know. We need to date. And stop this. Like, I think it's this whole like cis culture. Everyone is my cis. Everyone. I am very comfortable in letting people know. No. Not everyone is my friend. Like, and that's okay. It doesn't make me a bad person. We need to bring back the other labels. The acquaintances. Acquaintance. The neighbors. The neighbors. My neighbor. (laughs) um, Someone who lives on my road. Yep. They are one of my peers at school. Yep. That's my teacher. That's, that's okay. my pastor. That's my, me- not everyone is your friend. And friend is not this blanket term you can just throw around because Facebook has made you think everyone right. is your friend. And there's levels, even when we think about community, there's levels and roles, you know, there's different levels of intimacy. I think it's the whole, <clears throat> many of us have believed that we cannot, like individuality cannot coexist with popularity and group Mm. thinking. We think that in order to be popular or in order to be accepted, we must be like the group. When oftentimes it's the individuality that sustains a lot of like relationships. There's a lot of quirks that you have that there are people out there that will celebrate you for it. There are a lot of things that you do right and that things that you love to do that people will be able to appreciate. So if you find yourself in a group of like folks that are not able to appreciate you for being you as in your fundamental positive like traits, things that you enjoy that you like doing and you're constantly hearing folks tell you off for it, that might not be your tribe. Yeah. Like when we think of, we need to go back to the ethnic enclaves that they had <laughs> pre, um, you know, colonization <laughs> and imperialism where, you know, there's different tribes yeah. and different tribes do different things. Yeah. Some tribes, you know, live by the water. Yeah. Other tribes, you know, they love fire and heat and, you know, find your tribe. Okay. Not in ethnic enclaves. Ethnic enclaves. No, but they had, <clears throat> listen, that organization of society, they were on to I liked, I, I liked the idea of it. Obviously big, I haven't lived in it. Yeah, they I were a the big community. Yeah. But there were different Tribal ethnicities thinking. and different tribes. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, yeah. it got a bit sticky when people were at war and stuff. And yeah, but that. we do that yeah. now. Just because we're in nation states doesn't mean we don't have that same tribalistic right. thinking. If anything, is this even... is my group, that's your group. In out groups, it just exists. If anything, it's even... Races, nations, genders, classes. The, the consequences are even more uh, grievous now uh, than they are back uh, in the day. Uh, <laughs> um, but there was something that you were saying earlier that had me thinking about an actual poem. I'll recite mm. it for you. It's a real poem. It's not like a, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a drill song or a T.O. main song. Um, but it goes, don't be fooled by me. Mm. Don't be fooled by the face that I wear. For yeah. I wear a mask, a thousand masks, masks that I'm afraid to take off and none of them are me. Yeah. And it's like, the way that we, it's not even just about like the way that we represent ourselves in like one friendship. Yeah. It's the fact that there are more and this is not to say that you can't be different in relationships because different levels of intimacy precisely different levels of intimacy and different levels of just engagements with people means that you will have to and you will likely change yeah in order to accommodate Mm. that dynamic between Mm. the the the, um person yeah however when you are consciously it takes a lot of effort to consciously fake things it's not as natural you have to always constantly be thinking how can i present in a way that will be palatable to the other person and personally i don't i'm tired of doing yeah i don't want to it's one thing to be actively working on friendships and relationships so that you can communicate and come together but it's another thing to have to subject yourself and suppress parts of your personality because you want to be accepted yeah it's different like 
or simply project something that's not true it's long it is and i think it's not necessarily like i'm different with different people that i'm with i think it's more so i'm always the same person and this is the key thing about authenticity i'm the same person everywhere that i go yeah it's just with different people they reach different layers of me yeah so i can still bring i don't need to hide the fact that i'm this because i'm with this person yeah that is still me because i am my whole self in this situation it's just that in this particular relationship I just won't reveal that part of me or they, we don't have that common ground for me to show that part of me. Mm. But if it came up, I wouldn't hide the fact that this is actually truly who I am. Mm. I'm thinking like on a maybe superficial sense, if I'm with friends and we don't necessarily watch Marvel films together and stuff, but then one of my friends who is in that group is like, oh, I heard about this Marvel film. Like, what is the MCU anyway? I would happily unleash that part of, whoa, (laughs) I'm in my element. (laughs) Let me. I'm, I'm in, in my here element. Let me tell you about Ant Man. Let me tell you about Stanley. Let's take it back, like that kind of thing. I'm in my element. That's more so like a very jovial example. But I think it's it's embracing the fact that I am a multifaceted yep, person, yep, right? Yep. But this is all of me. All of these things make up who I am. Um. And different people can get different access to different parts of me. However, I will never shy away from the fact that I have all of these fake faces. Some of them broken, some of them great, some of them, you know, for the outside, some of them for the inside. Mm. But if you grow in deep intimacy with me, you'll see most of of them. You'll see more and more and more of me. Um, And something else, especially I want us to embrace, especially talking about struggle love last week is fakeness unfortunately when you feel like you have to keep up with it it makes and you feel like you have to give into the popularity and you know group thinking and stuff like that Mm. it makes you miss out on love that's truly magical like it's true because i think a lot of us are trying to make it happen with everyone yeah and it makes it but it's not common it's not common and it takes away when we feel like oh i need to make this happen with everyone you deny yourself that true connection where it's like oh my god we are like soul sisters or Mm. we are like soulmates or it's like you were made perfectly for me or i don't know how we found such common ground and you just bring so much light into my life and i'm so thankful that over the last like one to two years that i've been focusing on like really investing in relationships i found it Mm. and i think that's what makes me guard that title of friend and sister so much i know the magic i have with renee the magic i have with mandy the magic i have with like jade or like i know the magic i have with these people in my life right with my sisters I can't give that to everybody and I don't want to give that to everybody because I don't want us to force a fit that cannot be made yeah yeah if we're trying to force these things to happen we cheapen it and you dilute it as well because it means you can't we have a finite um amount of resource yeah and it's very difficult to give the same amount of resourcing to everybody yeah so i think sometimes social media social narratives all that kind of stuff can make you believe that there needs to be a lot of people around you yeah. for you to have fulfilling relationships when actually all it takes is one two three <sighs> otherwise you'll be stretched that. i love you'll be that stretched. like genuinely i love the idea of you don't need to be having 57 friends you really don't like your followers are not your friends absolutely not there's also that people think that folks online and folks that you engage with they're not your friends i mean they're not somebody needs to talk about it 
like your friends. They're not. They're the not. people that like your photos are not always your friends. It's okay. You know, or you can have a lot of friends, but sisters but even the fact that okay you have a lot of friends that's cool that's calm but it's more so about judging are these friendship connections based on authenticity right are you being your authentic self am i being my authentic self do we feel comfortable being our authentic selves do we even know who our authentic selves are you know mm-hmm. and it can change over time but in this present moment do you know what's authentic and what's true to you it's more about the the quality like you were saying it's a it's about the quality of the friendships the quality of the people rather than the quantity yeah rather than the quantity and also rather than the ease because quick connections are easy to make they Google are. Bear, you like that i like that the sun is yellow besties um, you find out that they're wayward <laughs> there's something wrong there's something wrong Something wrong no, right there. There's so something a bit. Listen, if there's something about last week's episode, Bruh. you don't want a shapeshifter in your life. Let me tell you Fine. something about a shapeshifter. A shapeshifter is somebody who will present to you what you want to see. You don't know what they truly are. And then when they turn into what a they goblin, are. you'll be scared. Did you ever watch Doctor Who? Yeah, you watched yes. Doctor Who. Yes, oh, baby, Who, baby. Yeah? There Ooh. are monsters walking. Oh. Let me tell you, so I watch Men in Black. Let me tell you, those things, they ain't <laughs> fantasies. They ain't hypothetical. They be green and gray and blue. And baby, you, you ain't want to see them past 6 p.m. in the evening. There are demons walking the earth. Bruh. One thing you don't want to discover is that you've been calling one sis for <gasps> six years. No. And you couldn't see past the evil. You couldn't see past the evil intent, the the bad heart, whatever it may be, okay? And you also then don't want to realize that they've infected you to the point where you don't even know who you really are anymore. For all the sisters that are actually shapeshifters, you yourself, you might be a shapeshifter. You know, and you're calling it tact. You're calling it, I'm a what, chameleon. Or I'm, I'm a, a social butterfly. Oh, I'm a mediator. I'm a mediator. I'm an empath. That's the one that's even going around. I can Look, just relate to everybody. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There's something called a dark empath. There's, you need to watch Psych to Go on YouTube. <laughs> dark empaths and check out. The, Look. The thing is, all of us want to believe that all of these nasty things are outside. We always want to believe, no, on a real. And I think this is why I love like having the space to like converse with you Mm. and like share with everyone else because the bottom line is it's hard to contend with the truths that you don't want to hear. Oh, dear. It's so easy for us to ascribe all of these like traits and be like, be on the lookout for the sisters out there when you could actually be the monster. I remember there was such a funny, like, it was such a stupid meme, but it was basically of a guy, uh, a child that was like, mom, dad, there's a monster under my bed. And then the parent looked underneath and there was a mirror. Oh, dear. So the parent is like, is, like, is everything, there's a monster under my bed and realizes that he was looking at himself. I, himself. I hate to say it because a lot of people will not accept it. But sometimes, and this is not to say that you're a bad person, but sometimes many of us can be the shapeshifters, yeah. the goblins, the witches, the evil intended ones. And it's hard, but it's better that you know, and it's better that, you know, we're coming to you sister, sis, and saying, yo, you need to fix up yeah. because we are, we are always somebody, <clears throat> we are always a villain in somebody else's story. Yeah. 
And recently I tweeted something around the lines of everybody is mad. Everyone mm-hmm. has some certain color of madness mm-hmm. or certain degree of, you know, insidian, insidiousness inside of them. Yeah. Part of the glowing and growing journey is not just being on the lookout for evil outside, but being on the lookout for evil what within. exists on the inside evil that is within. evil too. Mm. Because That's I cannot, fam, I can't sit here and say that I have been the best friend or best sister or best person ever. I can tell you that there have been times where I have slipped the heck up. It's so easy. And the thing is with social media, cancel culture, yeah. all of us are deflecting blame and accountability. Wow, but on this wow, podcast, wow, wow, wow. whilst we're talking about fake friends, whilst we're talking about inauthenticity, we're not talking about people outside of you only. We're talking about you too. Mm-mm. But yeah, I can't sit up on this podcast and pretend and say that I've been the best person. I've been oh, a terrible person. I've been the worst. Actually, if they were giving prizes, I think I'd come second. They would have to. I don't think uh, I'd win, but I think I'd come second. Because I ain't perfect. Terrible. We are not perfect people. And we've like... I see it all the time in like content. It's like five things that you need to look out for when you're dealing with someone that yeah. is X. But how do you deal with it when that someone is you? Mm. How do you deal with mm. it? When you have poor traits, when mm. you have been a shapeshifter, when you have been fake, when you have been a gossiper, when you have indulged in all sorts of telltales and stories, you when one. you were the toxic one, when you communicated poorly, when you were terrible, when you were dealing with bad intentions. Yep. Because some of us actually have had bad intentions oh, for other people. Bad habits, bad intention, bad thoughts, bad hearts. We're just bad. Bad. We need naughty. Naughty. <laughs> uh, sit in the corner with the D hat. Time out. Stop it. Uh, like no p- wet play. Wet play. Wet inside. Play. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining now because you. <laughs> but. We're here to tell you there is hope and there is redemption. But it starts with recognizing that you cannot simply be pointing the finger at the monster outside when the monster can often be you. It can often be you. The mirror. What a tragedy. The mirror. We've we've been talking about the analogy of the mirror and being art. And sometimes the mirror is not necessary in the sense of when it's facilitating fakery. But sometimes you need a mirror to be able to look at yourself to see what parts of yourself is art and what parts of yourself is damaged Mm. or unfinished. But art can always be restored. Precisely. It can always be restored, baby. It can always be restored, That was good. That was good. Oh, the analogy flew. It flew. You know when it flew and land? God. I felt that one right here. Oh, wow. What a mess. Do you know that would have gone over somebody's head? That was good, man. Not not this educated, babe. Cultured, I tell you. Jeez. Coming from you, though. Also educated, babe. Restored. Like art restored. Wow. Anyways, let me stop. Sorry, I was excited there. That was good. But yeah, when I mean, this whole conversation really is about just, sorry. This whole conversation really is about realizing who you truly want to be and pursuing who you want to be and really taking time to investigate what parts of me do I actually not want to be anymore? It Mm. could be good, it could be bad, but taking that time to identify who am I and embracing that Mm. and not being fearful to embrace that, especially not being fearful of rejection when it comes to that. Because, you know, 
there is someone out there and there are groups of people, probably more than you even think, who will love you, who will embrace you, who will love you the way that you deserve to be loved for who you truly are. But stop trying to make yourself fit where you actually don't belong and only really go where you are truly welcome. But you'll only know if you're truly welcome there if you know who your true self is. So sisters this week we hope that this has encouraged you edified you lifted you up to be the masterpiece that you truly are okay so have the most amazing week and as always Jeez. you can let us know your thoughts okay you can let us know what you are thinking and what you are saying what's in your heart what is tricking you you know you can let us know here in the comments on youtube you can also go and follow us on instagram that's right okay Mm -hmm. also i'm gonna need you to be subscribed and thank you so much we actually hit a milestone i didn't even realize we hit 30,000 subscribers. Woot, Thank woot, you. Woot, 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 woot. Oh my God. We hit 30,000 subscribers. Woot, woot. But also we hit a million views like four weeks ago. Really? Apparently. Woot, woot, woot. <laughs> okay, sisters, Thank we're going to try. We're trying our hardest to bring like summer parties and stuff. Like, yes. we Actually, we right need now. your feedback. We need your feedback. Yeah. We posted it on the community tab. Yep. Um, what summer link ups do you want to see? Because we want to celebrate. We want to. F- and we I know, I know the first question is going to be is it only going to be in London? Okay, currently, okay. that okay. is where we dwell. That's where look, we reside. Look, in. do you know? However, we have some plans for other places. So let us know where you're at. Let us know where you want us to come. And I know some of you are organizational, you've got some power in high places. Send us an email if you want to make something happen and go and follow the podcast on all podcast streaming platforms and please rate us five stars. And of course, you can follow us individually because we're lit, okay? We'll show you our day-to-day lives, stories, fitness queen over here, showing you everything she's working on, okay? Might even get a cheeky cheeky book teaser. But yes, <laughs> definitely go and follow my best friend at Renee Kapuku and you can also follow me at CD Boating and you can catch up with all my travels which That's I've right. been doing recently. Oh, she's been doing a lot, baby girl. She's really been... <laughs> and she, hmm. She's really been doing Courtney Spielberg, (laughs) (laughs) Courtney Tarantino. (laughs) But thank you all for tuning in. And of course, make sure you sign up to the mailing list. The link will be below so you can get some tips, tricks, reset. It's okay. It's okay. (gasps) It's okay. We don't have to prove ourselves anymore. They know who we are. You know who we are. We're authentic. You know, if this is your first time listening, this is not accurate depiction of who we truly are. (laughs) We're multifaceted queens. There we go. This is only one face. I genuinely think as a colonized people's, it, uh, this is English. not our mother tongue this is not my tongue doesn't bend this there way there we go the, All of the this, latin i um, told you l'anglais Ro- roman Ixnay. greco era Ixnay that's the- not <laughs> not the greco era <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's it's not, not me. clicking for me man uh anyways the said oh you're talking how could Shut i be up. how could i be saying subscribe for resources they won't even be able to read it <laughs> they won't even be able to not read it i said in your hieroglyphics <laughs> <laughs> make it make sense for for feel good community at banter yes. the list. The, yeah the that's a good below. way to advertise the link, it the link will be below <laughs> below and please follow us on tiktok we're blowing it up on tiktok we're having a great time yeah we're having a fantastic and phenomenal time just follow us share with a sister yeah. Yeah. join the community let's let's keep this rolling so we can get the girl party started this summer until then sis we hope you enjoyed this episode you can check out our other episodes if you are new we have got a whole bank of episodes oh, for you to go back and just yeah just you need to you need to go back girl yeah. go back but if you have been sticking around for a while we appreciate you we love you keep sticking around more is coming but until then baby girl enact the work mm. keep glowing and growing